0: Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host Stephen and joining me today is Alec Macquarie. How are you mate? I'm not too
1: bad Steve, not too bad. What about yourself?
0: Yeah I'm okay thank you. Yeah (laughs) busy build up to Christmas. I'm looking forward to Christmas as well Um, and I've been indulging in a certain show called Doctor Who if anyone uh, (laughs) knows that little sci-fi British show. but yeah, other than that, I've been good. Just keeping up to date with the football. Watch the Champions League yesterday yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. I put my Christmas decorations up yesterday. I think it was the the right time to do it, just before December starts. I don't know. Have you have you got anything knocking about the house?
0: I'm such a stickler with with Christmas decorations. For me, it's like it has to be first of December they go up, and then first of January they come down. Is it exactly exactly on, on the month? I'm very weird like that. But I know some people do it. Like I've seen some people do it in October. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> and, and, and then take them down like after Christmas Day, and I'm just like, no, that's that's not right. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll go on to the what's most important, which is Greek football, <laughs> which is what this podcast is about. Strangely enough, hmm. um, and so we'll start with the Super League uh, results on the weekend. Um, first game on Friday was Ophi Volos um, in Crete. So if uh, Volos actually opened the scoring through Gomba in the 40th minute. Then just before half time, they uh, had a sending off. Garcia got a straight red card, but uh, just before half time, and then uh, uh, Thoraninson scored it, uh, on the hour mark. And Offi managed to get a draw at home, and Volos came away with a point in Crete, which isn't an easy place to go to to uh, get anything, as we all know, even for the bigger sides. Um, so yeah, good, good for Volos to get a result there. Um, next, we go to Olympiagos, hosted Banadoli Gos in an empty gareskaki. Uh, no fans were were allowed to uh, attend the game and it was a but it was an okay game overall. It was surprising went went behind um through um Theodoridis in the 13th minute we got caught on the counterattack and they fully deserved to that goal. We were very poor towards the beginning of the game but we uh, went up the gears, came back uh, Santiago Heze had a massively deflected go- uh, shot go in, which ended up being Marios uh, Ikiomonu's own goal in the seventeenth minute. Gostas Fortunis put us ahead uh, just before half time. Amazing goal, if and if you haven't seen it yet, but it's Gostas Fortunis, so it's almost normal for him <laughs> these days. And uh, substitute Ayub El Kabi in the second half came on, ended his two month goal drought. Blimey, and and scored in the seventeenth minute to make it three one Olympiagos. So. We weren't weren't amazing, but it was good that we came back from the international break and keep on winning. You know, we have to beat whoever is in front of us, and with other results going in our favour, we're getting closer to that top spot. You know, so I'm I'm pleased with that.
1: Yeah, I I didn't catch the match actually, but um, it, it looks like a, a harder test than the, the scoreline suggests. Um, obviously having to to come from behind, um, but also I I, I think. Okay. You, even though you had more of the ball than uh Goss, they they still manage the same number of shots on target as you. Um and 10 uh, ten ten shots in total. Um and Panadologos, uh, let me tell you, they're that they're, they're a club in an absolute mess right now. Yeah. Um, I hadn't quite realised how 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 badly their club was being run until I looked into um, uh, what was happening at the beginning of this year. You, you know about the Kaminskis and everything like that.
0: Yeah, they got bought out by them and, and it kind of looked like they might be trying to take them to the next level, which is, you know, challenge to get into the top six and make them a better run club. Because they're they're fairly well, they're very well off, if I'm not mistaken, as well, the
1: Kaminskis. Then, then why do the owners want to sell? That's That's what I'm wondering.
0: Well, they only bought them like a season or two ago must Mm. be bored of them already which is a shame on their part and uh they and they've tried to invest in a lot of kind of former greek talent you know uh, gabino um mavrias is there as well and so i think that that model didn't work and i know it worked last season with garellis coming in and looking really impressive um but he's not having the best of seasons either so Mm. it's just absolutely gone to potty there um that their the kind of transfer business that they did, and it's uh, and they're bottom of the league and and you know that fair play to them they, they did take the game to us at times but Olympiagos' quality was just too too good um, for Banadoli so yeah overall it ended it ended as a comfortable win but to begin with they
1: really threatened us so. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about them as well is that they they brought in an Argentine manager um, just before the summer, I believe. Um, and most of their transfer business was geared towards bringing in South American players. So that I think they brought in four Argentinian players, one player from Paraguay, uh, and then they sacked their manager, was it um, a couple of months ago, a month ago, um, and, and bring in um, a, a Greek manager. So um, y- you look at the players they lost last season, they, they, they've, they sold their whole first choice back four. And they sold um, all three of their starting central midfielders, and then they bring in just the right number of players to replace them, um, with, with with no kind of excess, no room for error. So if th- those players don't work, then who are you relying on? And and if your manager doesn't work, then you you've suddenly got um, this 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 group of players that that don't fit together. So um, yeah, it, it seems an odd choice uh, of well, first of all of appointment, and then of transfers over the summer. Mm-hmm. And I think they're seeing the um the the kind of consequences of their actions now uh, they're, they're six points right six points from 12 games uh, uh yes less than uh, the, what like a, a half a point a game they're not going to reach you know um what's that like it, uh, i think in the groups uh, the greek super league you need 30 points to be safe roughly um and there are 33 matches for for teams in the relegation playoffs they're going to get nowhere near that at this rate i mean neither are the other three teams above them to be fair so um it could be a much lower points total needed for survival this year i'm i'm, I'm not uh, 100% certain but um yeah if they don't get themselves out of trouble soon then they could be staring down the barrel
0: and i guess because of those teams if they can at least keep pace with them and be a point or two behind come the playouts they might they might suddenly pick up form in the playouts <laughs> um and get, and save themselves you never know we've seen it happen before with these relegation playouts um but yeah, good result for Ulybiagos. And we continue to the next game. Balk, 5-0 winners over Bansarai Gos. <laughs> so um Odjezev scored in the 21st minute. Murk got a brace 28th minute. He scored his first. And then second half, he scored his second in the 71st minute. There was an own goal on the part of Bansarai Gos to make it 4-0 for Balk, and then Rafa Suarez made it five uh in the 80th minute. And Bansarai Gos didn't have a shot on target either. So very uh impressive result for balk another five goals for them and uh, yeah they 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 they're steamrolling ahead and they, well they're still fourth actually balk but yeah good, good result for them um then next we have gifishia uh, hosted asteras Tripolis. and tell you what asteras um had a really really good game against them um, and manzi, uh, manzi scored in the 30th minute for asteras then regis scored in the uh, 34th minute and then it was three nil on the 75th minute through uh Zukanovic and Gifishia got a consolation goal through uh, Bifuma, but it was too little too late and Asteras came away with the win on the road and now for, now to your team Alec uh, Igaethins um 1-0 away to Basianek Stefan Zuba scored the only goal of the game 22 shots on target uh, 22 shots seven on target 72% possession um <laughs> So, yeah, a, quite a dominating performance. But was it just a circumstance of you guys not being able to put it in the back of the net? or, or uh, Because it could have been a lot more by the looks, of just based on the stats.
1: I, I don't think it's a secret this season that AK are, are lacking a cutting edge up front. Uh, with with Garcia having been out for almost the whole season with injury, you've got Araujo with the same, although apparently he might be back for the, the Brighton game this Thursday. Um, uh, and you've got Steven Zuba playing up front now. He's the centre forward. Um, uh, with both of those those two players out, I don't think he trusts Pizarro um, very much. I think Ponce um, possibly but um it, it was a good performance i mean if you, if you think about it last season ak won the title and and they lost away at pasiinna in that game um and uh, i remember watching that game and it, it, it was super frustrating um i think we i, I like to think of Passianina as a, a bit like stoke it's a, it's a tough place to go <laughs> um and uh, just to get the job done i think is is everything you need in in that match um and yeah the the statistics show that it was it was a, a lot more comfortable than uh, again the the scoreline suggested but um yeah i i'm just praying for cuz th- that wasn't really the big match for them um the big match is is coming up tomorrow depending on on when you listen to this um the the game against brighton um and uh yeah i i think it was just important to get the three points and get out of there
0: yeah and as you said it, it keeps up they keep the, they keep pace with the the top 2 and stay ahead of Bark and, and you know we'll get we'll get onto the table later but it is very very close between the top 4 at the moment it's really really interesting it's a good title race so far this mm-hmm. season and ike keeping pace with the uh, with the other big boys as as i said um so good good for them to get a tough fought result did did Basianina really threaten in the end i know you guys had a lot of shots and you could have scored more but was did busyanina do anything that could really th- that really scared you at times in the game
1: they did you know they did have a couple of moments um that they were they, they didn't control possession very well so it was very much on, kind of on the breakaway and set pieces and things like that but it it it, it wasn't they could have easily drawn that match I think uh on another day uh if one of the, the shots go in but then on another day I think AEK scored more than one um which is uh which is why I think you, you need Garcia back as soon as possible because he he's I mean if you look at how many goals he'd scored by this point last season I don't think he's scored one in the, in the league this season yet um because he's been injured so um yeah we, we need him back as ASAP
0: Speaking of draws, we go on to the next game. Massive six goal thriller between La Milla and Adromidos. So this was a topsy turvy game for whoever watched it, <laughs> and uh. So firstly, as uh, um, a a Cervedo a- scored a- in the fourth minute. Then four minutes later, González made it 2-0 for Adromidos. Then um, La Milla pulled it back to make it two two. Uh, Martinez scored the comeback, the uh, the goal to pull it back to make it two one in the thirteenth minute. Then uh, Slivka made it. in the 22nd minute um and lamia thought they they took the lead actually lamia in the uh, 55th minute through sid clay 10 minutes later after that atromitos given a penalty and nigos vergos scores to make it three all so that's how the game ended crazy game and for 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 any of the people who support the clubs outside of the big boys you know it's a really really fun uh looking game and uh, fairly even statistics as well i'd say
1: um, yeah, and, and what's missed out from that as well is that Atromatos also got a, a penalty, I think on uh, around about half time, which they missed or um, uh, rather the Lamia keeper, whose name I'm not even going to pretend to try to pronounce, <laughs> um, uh, saved really nicely down to his left. Uh, I think it was uh, Nikos Vorgos who took that that penalty, but then he he scored the later one. Uh, what's interesting is the uh, Atromitos manager afterwards said that um, they, he thought that they were given a penalty that he, he wasn't sure about. Um, which is very odd to hear a manager come out and um, uh, not back the referee's decision when uh, his side are awarded the penalty. It was a great match, though. If, if you watch the highlights, um, it, it was super entertaining game. Um, I think Carlitos makes such a big difference. I, I didn't quite understand, I think, how much of a, a difference he makes to that Lamia side. Everything goes through him every single time you see them. Uh, have a chance or take a shot he's involved somewhere he's he's just got a quality on the ball that 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 scares defenders he's able to cut inside and have a shot or lay someone off um, and I think he, he he's he got, I think, four goals, three assists this season, um, which for a team that was really struggling for goals last last campaign um, is super useful. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, they're safe this season, whether they can make top six. I think it's five clubs who are sort of fo- are fighting over that final position with Aris, who I'm sure we're going to come on to more or less safe in, in the top five. Um, uh, he's going to be key if they're going to make a charge for the for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, completely. And and look, credit to Lamia. I know they haven't won in three games, but I thought they were uh, before the season started. I thought they would be dead and buried. But I I mean I I, I mean it might not be the most um, kind of unpredictable of of things to say, but I thought Cadelio would make the difference, and he did even against the big teams. You know, he scored against he, he, he I remember in the Libya game, he made it very difficult for for our defenders. Uh, so he's been a real asset to them, and that's why they must have the confidence to be where they are in they sixth, which you know I I never expected. So uh, sixteen games in, so it's a lot still to happen. But fair play to Lamia; they're they're having a really really impressive season with the with the players and the resources they have. It's it's hugely um, impressive to see. And as you did say about Aris, Alec, final game of the round, Aris two nil winners over Banathan Igos. Massive massive result in the title race. So uh, uh Lorenzo Jesus Moron scored in the 43rd minute just before half time and then Jonathan Mendes um scored in the 72nd minute and uh, that was that was all she wrote really Banathan had the had more shots had more possession but couldn't get anything from this game and so it's like i said it 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 takes Olimpia within a point of them same with Ayek as well and uh, Balka 2 points behind Banathan Agos so four the top four are separated by two whole points so far this season. So it's really, really exciting. Um, And yeah, Alex, so how did Addis do it? Because they've had a, such a mixed start to the season um and they, they yeah they've done it they've 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 got a massive result against
1: Goals. but they got an early Christmas present from um uh Brignoli who was uh recently named the the, the league's best goalkeeper um uh, to be fair it was great pressing from Moron uh the, the the league's top scorer now with seven goals um he he's such an odd player um I, have you have you seen him play before Moron? I don't think so. i i've' I've, he, I've only seen him well, I've only
0: really known about him since he joined Addis. Like I've not really seen him. I know he played for Real Betis, but I didn't mm-hmm. really he must have played. i I assume he must have played against Olibiagos when we' got had Real Betis in the Europa League, or he must have been on the team. But I don't recall him yeah I don't really recall him at I mean at all.
1: if he's on the pitch you, you can't miss him he's <laughs> he's the biggest lad I've ever seen in my life he he is um the definition of, of, of a big lad up front um and uh looking through his, his highlights he's got one finish and that's hit the ball really really hard into the net um, he's got no finesse, finesse about him whatsoever, but he's very good at um, pressing. He's very good at um, understanding when when a defender or goalkeeper is in trouble, and that's how he got the first goal. He pressed uh, Brignoli in in Panathinaikos's goal, and 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 um, uh, then they took the lead. I would also like to point out that um, uh, Aris have now got a a 19-year-old Greek attacking midfielder starting uh, for them. I don't know if you've seen him, Panayidis um he's cause i think he started the last four games um for for Addis. Um they've also got Daddy there in there as well. Um they they've improved massively since they changed their manager at the start of the season. I, I think they've uh they've won four out of five and they're unbeaten. They've only lost one in seven um so far in in uh, recent times. And that's kind of boosted them up to to fifth place and now they look Sort of ready to to maybe hang on to the coattails of the top four. Um, You see the league shaping up like this. Essentially, you've got the top four separated by two points. We will hope that that goes down to the wire and we actually have a a four way um, title race. Um, I think we were saying exactly the same thing last season, though, weren't we, Steve? Uh, The fact that you have four teams who who could all be who are all capable of winning the league, and then it never really works out that way. One team falls away second team falls away and then it's a two horse race um, then you've got Aris below them who look comfortable in fifth then you've got a big drop off five teams fighting for that sixth place and then you've got the bottom four who look very settled so um, it, it, it's starting to take shape the league and I think Aris are in a, a very good position um, probably the position they expected to be in um, by, uh, by this point of the season I reckon
0: and on um, on Michaelis banayidis he uh, we, he scored for the under 21s recently against Portugal um, so mm. I like, do that's where I re- recognize the name and fair play to Addis for for giving him an opportunity because they went they were rightfully criticized by us for not playing enough Greek players or not even having enough Greek players in the squad and all of a sudden they've got this kid who looks really solid like a really really good young player and he's only 19 as you said so hope he develops into something great you know um we'll have to see uh but yeah, um, a good massive result for Aris. Like, it's not just a good result; it's a massive result for Aris, and a, a hugely disappointing for Um But I, you could you could argue in a sense it's coming. It's been coming because they've had a couple of very slim wins in the last kind of month or so. Um, but you know, it's, it's still it, traveling away from home against Aris, you'd probably expect them to get the, the the win there. And it's a bit of a disappointment considering they're just about to go into a massive Europa League tie, which could decide where they finish in their group as well. Um, so we'll now look at the table. As we said before, Banathanagos topped with 28. Olympiagos and a joint, uh, well, second and third, both on 27 points. Balk on 26 in fourth. Aris in fifth with 20. Lamia in sixth with 16. Ofi on seventh with 15. Asteras Tripolis eight, um, eight, uh, in eighth with 14 points. Banathinaigos ninth with 13 points. Adromis was 10th with 11 points. Gifishia. 11th with 8 points. Basianina and Volos both on 7 points and bottom of the table Bansarai, uh, Banadoligos, sorry on 6 points. Um yeah, so really really exciting Greek Super League season as it as it's uh, turning out to be. So we just have to uh yeah, keep on going and, and see how see what develops. And uh, just to say there's also a game that's um that was cancelled that's being played today Volos Panathinaikos. So that's going to be a hangover from match week, uh match day 7. So we'll see, we'll highlight that next time we do a podcast. And just just quickly before we go into Europe, we'll, we'll have a look at the games this Saturday. um so the, Well, this weekend, as it were. So Panathinaikos uh, host Kifishia, Asteras host Panathinaikos, Volos host Olympiakos, Adromitos host Basianina, Panathinaikos host Volos, Balk host Lamia and Aik host Aris. So big games, a couple of big games this weekend. Aik, Aris probably being the biggest, Panathinaikos, Ofi. is particularly big as well I would say those are the two big ones to highlight and uh, yeah I I guess how confident are you that Ike will beat Aris now that they've beat (laughs) Badanayk Alec how confident are you
1: yeah, um, a very interesting question. Um, I think it depends. It depends on so many di- um, different factors. Uh, AK are generally very, very strong at home. Um, uh, and Aris travelling, I'm, I'm not too certain. But they'll be buoyed by that win, even though I think Panathinaikos had had the better of the game at the weekend. Um, and Julian Quest have put in a terrific performance in goal for Aris to, to keep them at bay. Um, I I think he's going to need to do the, exactly the same thing if, if they're going to keep out Aek, um, and especially in Aek with um Sergio Areolho back as well. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I I'm also interested in, uh, in Panadoligos Kivisia, um, two teams struggling at the bottom of the league. Um, a, a chance for both of them to get um some points on the board. Uh, I think if Atromatos beat Janina, which I expect they will I think then they've they finally turned the corner and they can stop looking over their shoulder they they actually have I think um they're they're in a much better form than people think Atromatos um and I think since they've uh, got rid of Chris Coleman they've been improving a lot um and you could see that against Lamia the other day where i think they were unlucky to to um to draw that match um i'm i've got no interest whatsoever in Asteros, Tripolis, vs apologies to those fans um a Pauk, La Lamia i think it's an easy Pauk win um and the same with Olympiacos away at Volos but you might tell me differently steve
0: um judging by how Volos have been
1: yeah i, I i'd hope
0: that it's a comfortable enough win We'll have to see. It's away from home, and we haven't got any home. We haven't got any home games until January now. Olíbíagos, we've played all our home games this this part of the of the regular season. Um, so traveling uh, away a lot will be tough. But look, the, 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 our our run is fairly favourable. We just have to take advantage of it. And Volos is a team that uh, we expect to be No guarantees, but that's you know Olíbíagos is vastly a better team, so we mm. expect to win that game. Um speaking of Ike we'll move on to the Europa League. Um so Ike host Brighton and Hove Albion at Aya Sofia. As it stands, uh Ike need to win <clears throat> if they have any hope of get of getting top 2 as it stands. Um so because they currently are on four points, Brighton on seven and Marseille on eight and Ajax are just behind Ike on uh, in fourth on two points without a win so far, uh, this Europa League uh, group stage. Alec, you beat Brighton in the match day one, pretty mm. really impressive result at the Amex Stadium. How confident are you post that <laughs> with the form that you've been in in Europe for AEG to get a result uh, or a, a must-win um against Brighton at Hagia Sophia?
1: A quick correction on that. I believe if I've done my maths correctly, although I was never strong at maths at school, I believe if AEK get a draw and then win against Ajax in the final game and Marseille beat Brighton, then AEK go through because they will be level on points with brighton and okay. they would have had a better head to head goal difference against sure. them so a draw plus a win could be enough depending on what marseille is. is that did enough for game.
0: first or is that just enough for second
1: that'll be enough for second okay uh, i think first is out of the question <laughs> um yes. but obviously ak will be looking to to win that match um i think what's more interesting is to have a look at brighton um because they they're not in good form right now um they've got one win in seven at the moment um every single league match they've played this year both teams have scored so their their defense is a bit shaky and then you look at their their injuries that they've got as well they've got 10 10 players out including uh, Karumatoma, Matoma, uh, Ansu Fati, Soli March, Peris Pistunyan, uh, Julio Enciso, Tarek Lampti and Danny Welbeck which meant at the weekend when they they beat Nottingham Forest which was their their first win in uh, a, a very long time they were playing 35 year old Adam Lalana in the 10 position. Um, yeah, I remember. Um, that. Uh, they, they they I yeah, it, there's a chance. There's a chance. Um there's Definitely, they're they're in a weaker position than AK were when AK beat them at the Amex. Um, the only uh, problem I'm foreseeing is that there's still no Levy Garcia um, and uh, there's still no Mukudi. So um, I think if if AK can uh, can put in a performance like they did at the Amex, I'm I'm certain that they'll get a result. And I think it's it's going to require the fans to to be on top form, although on very good behaviour as well, because um, A.K. have warned their their supporters that if there are any flares or firecrackers or or the like, then there will be um, a fine um, plus maybe some some stadium bans from UEFA, which I think was always going to happen. Um, but I, I I think if you try and tell A.K. fans what to do, they're going to do the exact opposite. Uh, we'll see. We'll see on that front. It is um, an earlier kickoff, uh, so it's. It's five forty-five in in the UK, which I think would be six, seven, eight. It's uh, it'll be seven forty-five uh, in Greece. Yeah. Okay. So, so still fairly late on in the evening. Yeah. UK fans are going to be up for that, um, and I can't wait to watch it.
0: And speaking of early kickoffs, Olympiagos travel to Freiburg to. Well, Olympiagos, uh situation is must win. They have mm. to win that game to try and get. Uh, Europa League football for for the new year, um, as they are five points behind Freiburg, and even then that wouldn't necessarily be enough to take second because they then have to beat Bakodobola in in Bireas in match day six to have a hope of finishing top, uh, two. Because it, you know, they, it, it, West Ham and Freiburg are currently level on points, but you'd expect um West Ham to beat Bakodobola, and I'd hope that they beat which makes our job a bit easier if we have to just go settle for europa conference league um so yeah a must win to stay at pace with with to try and get second because first i'm not sure is going to be possible now and a draw to secure um europa conference league football if west ham beat back and a loss means that obviously we stay on four points we have we have to at least get a draw against Bacatopola. In Bireas. um, so me, me, going into this game, I Freiburg have been the biggest thorn in our side for of any team of the last couple of years because we played them twice. Uh, we played them twice last season. We almost beat them away, and then they got a last minute uh, equalizer, which was really, really hurt considering that uh, knocked us out of Europe entirely. If I recall, I don't know if we can win this game. I hope we can. I think we're it's, we're capable, but judging by how patchy we've been in Europe and our defence as well, and we have a couple of defensive misses as well because Jackson Perozzo is out for an unknown amount of time, and Nicolas Freya has been out since early October. So that transfer has worked out just based on him being injured. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be really tough. It's the biggest game of the of of our Euro- European season so far, and I you know I, I maybe go back to I slightly. Alec, I mean, we've all said it. If 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 all the Greek clubs get second place, that's just going to make their lives even harder. and It won't actually benefit the coefficient necessarily. I know you get less points if you drop into the Europa League, the Conference League, and get wins um, in all draws in that in there. But if if Greek clubs can go further in a in that in the third competition then go to the playoffs in the second competition and get knocked out immediately by these Champions League teams that are coming down that are good even like the lesser quality Champions League teams that are coming down are better than Greek clubs on paper surely it makes it will equate to more points if Greek clubs drop into the Conference League and try and make a run in there surely.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, it, it, it will, um, and uh, you'd imagine that that would, that would maybe boost Greece up even to, to 15th place, but you've got to remember that the the players and the managers and and the, the fans who go to the match every season, um, they're not going to want to drop into the Europa Conference League, they want to be in as good a competition as, as they can. Um, some of those players there who, who've moved from, from big clubs don't want to be playing in the, the Europa Conference League, they want to be playing against Champions League level opposition every single week improving them and that's how you get the big wins like against Brighton for example um or 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 Olympiacos against West Ham um I know Aston Villa in the Conference League to be fair but they're probably one of the better sides um in in that league um uh, speaking of Freiburg and Olympiacos you know that Freiburg haven't won a league match in over a month
0: I know I've written a pre- I've written a preview that's coming oh. out um I think either to this evening or tomorrow. So yes, I did realize that when I was looking through just to make sure, but yeah, that they've had a bit of a tough time, but it's because it's the Bundesliga. It's hard to kind of gauge Mm. because the league is so much better quality than Greece. um, And they have been winning in for the most part in Europe as well. So it's hard. Yeah. Well, while their league form is slightly encouraging. It's hard to kind of feel fully confident that that's going to be the difference maker because West Ham had poor form coming into the game against us and they, didn't comfortably beat us, but they, they they won. As We were both at that game, actually. Yeah, uh, we were. At the London Stadium. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really difficult. And uh, maybe I sound defeatist, but for me, I wouldn't be upset if we ended up in the Conference League because I would still see that as a step forward compared to last year where we finished bottom of our group where we should have or could have finished second or at least third. Um, so I I would take that. And I'd love to see us have a run in, in a European competition. But, and I understand, play, you know, getting... Europa League playoffs is more money, you're facing better opponents, so it will make it a more kind of a high profile fixture. And I understand that. But with Olybiagos rebuilding, I don't know how confident I am of us over two legs winning against a, a, a team of better quality, even like, like I said, the, the lesser teams dropping it, quotation marks, lesser teams dropping out the Champions League.
1: So. Yeah, But then but then you look and, and you beat Arsenal over two legs in the Europa League a, a few seasons back. And, and Panathinaikos this season went two legs against Marseille and one. So it's these nights, Steve. It's these I nights, know. League nights. I know. I, I oh, want to see excited. us get to
0: the latter stages of a tournament, though. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Look, maybe I sound defeatist. And I, like I said, if we get second, amazing. It looks really good on us if we get second place. Um, but I wouldn't be upset if we got third either. Yeah. Um, and i would be very upset if we got fourth somehow mm. uh moving on to spanathan igos they uh let me just bring it up quickly they uh traveled to Villarreal, so very tough game they beat Villarreal on match day one uh, just like i did with brighton however since then banathan igos have withdrawn once and lost twice so Big, uh, big game for Banath and Igos as well. They, they um, first is out of the question for them, probably uh, barring like two wins in their last two games and hoping for other results to go in their favour. So really second is, is the most they can probably hope for realistically if they if they beat Villarreal and then play, I think their final game is Maccabi Haifa, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, is, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, how, how do you see this one now, uh, like uh, Banath and Igos going to Spain?
1: I think they're in exactly the same position as uh, Olympiakos because I know Villarreal haven't played their, their fourth game yet against uh, Maccabi Haifa, but you expect them to, to beat them. And so th- it will be exactly the same league table in terms of the, the Freiburg and Olympiakos, uh and, and West Ham groups. So, um, yeah, no room for error, must win. Um, and I think they, yeah, uh, you assume they win against Maccabi Haifa in the final game, but even that might, might not be enough. You're then relying on... Um, Royale not getting a, a, a win against Rennes or not even getting a draw against Rennes. So, um, uh, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, backs to the wall, but you, you've got to perform in these, in these, uh, on these occasions. Uh, I think the, the, the big shame is that both Olympiakos and Banathanaikos are playing away from home, um, uh, this Thursday. I think that's going to be, um, it could be, it could be key for, for both matches. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I can see both dropping into the conference league, AK. I think they've got a better chance, just because of um how how bad Ajax are this season, but also um how many injuries Brighton have got. Um, and then I guess uh, we move on to to Paok, who are in a much better position than than all three.
0: Oh, and infinitely better because they've already qualified for the next round of the Europa Conference League. They're not guaranteed top. They are uh, currently first with 10 points from four games. So, you know, we've, we've given them as many plaudits as we physically can, considering they have a Fra- a Frankfurt in their team, who they're playing tomorrow night uh, oh, in Germany. And so that that will more or less determine who will finish top in that group. So that's, that is that is still a, a pretty important game. But Baal can probably go into it with a, a bit less pressure than Frankfurt, because Frankfurt essentially have to get a win to uh, to try and get uh, get top before match day six uh, well um, before match day six um but bulk you know it, it, a draw wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them and um, because they then play Helsinki at Dumba for the final game when you'd hope that bulk can get a win in that one considering how comfortably they beat uh, Helsinki in their in the away fixture so yeah massive game for Balk as well like, how, how confident are you of them getting a result in this one
1: uh, I don't know. Uh, if you look at the the Greek team's opposition in in uh, European competitions this week, Eintracht Frankfurt are the highest rated of any of them in terms of where they, they are in the league. They're 7th at the moment in the Bundesliga, which is a- approximately where you you'd expect them to be. Um but then yeah, win win top the group, draw, more or less confirm topping the group if you beat Helsinki. Um uh, I I think Park of it's kind of a, a free hit because I, I, I think even if they finish second, I back them to um uh, to beat whoever comes down from the Europa League. Unless that's another one of the Greek teams, in which case that would be a very spicy meatball. Well,
0: they can't. Greek teams can't play each other until the quarter finals. Right? Yes. Oh. So they would avoid Greek opposition for now. But if, as we've said many <laughs> times before, if Greek opposition played each other in Europe, I don't I don't. Care to think what would happen on the? Because I think the good things would be shrouded by the bad. Um, Wait, in that in that case,
1: does UEFA um force the teams to have away fans?
0: I don't know because in derbies they're not allowed. Yeah, so that's they probably would have to, uh, uh-huh. which would be even worse. Like imagine away fans like two Greek sides playing. Oh no, I I don't. As as amazing as that would be on paper, it, it's not going to be amazing. It's going to be a travesty because there'll be riots. Whoever loses, yeah. um. So good good luck to Bach, Good luck to all the Greek clubs. It's probably it's pretty massive, especially for the uh, the clubs in the Europa League. That could pretty much define where they finish in those in the table in their in their respective groups. Sorry. Um. And so we we wait to see what happens on Thursday night and now we'll just go into a few little news items before we we wrap up so firstly the greek cup fixtures uh, for the round of 16 have been moved to the 10th and 17th of january 2024 uh, the, the the fixtures being uh banathan aegos and Aik aris they will play the first leg of that round of 16 tie on the 10th and then the reverse fixture will be played on the 17th um so that that i guess gives uh, it, what they were originally meant to be played at the tail end of twenty twenty three, so that does give them a bit more breathing room. Uh, uh, those Greek clubs, and then they play uh within a uh, uh, in, within a week of both those fixtures in January, so that's not the worst thing in the world. Considering there'll be less, in theory, less fixtures by then. Um, next we have uh, Olympiakos have a new sporting director, so Pedro Alves from uh from Portugal is coming in. Um. And so uh, people were rather confused about this. So Antonio Cordon is still going to be managing things at Olympiagos, but, but by the sounds of it, he's going to be kind of the overseer um, for all three of Marinaki's clubs. Now that he's bought Rea Ave, he obviously owns Nottingham Forest and Olympiagos. So he would kind of be the overseer for those three clubs and Nova- and, um, and Alaves, along with Jose Navarro, who's already at Olympiagos will be kind of looking at uh, overseeing Olympiagos specifically. So, it's kind of a mixed bag, really, because it's good that Cordon is still staying on as part of the overall organisation because he has experience and has had success with that in the past, with multi-club ownership and kind of managing that. But it was nice that he was specifically in charge of Olympiagos, whereas now that his responsibilities will seemingly be spread around the other clubs, um, it, it's a bit disappointing on that in that respect. But but look, Pedro Alvez is supposed to be a really good sporting director, and so let's let's hope that he he with Cordon working with him, I I presume it will still be a good structure. And and um, Marinakis ultimately is doing this for his you know his multi club franchise that he's he's building. Um. So you know, nice to welcome, nice to welcome Pedro Alaves, and good luck to him. Did, did you have a sporting director then before? Well, Cordon was the sporting director. Ah. And so now he's kind of like I said, he's kind of now become the overseer. And and these are just like it's not nothing's like one hundred percent official, but that's the sound of how it's going to be structured now. That's what it's going to be. Uh, that's what's going to happen. And I i get it on, on a, on a multi-club ownership basis. It makes sense. And he, and bringing someone in like Cordon, who's one of the best sporting directors in Europe and has one of the best experiences when it comes to managing a multi-club <clears throat> uh, structure. I, I think he'll be good. I, I have no issues in, in that front, but I just think that, yeah, it, it was just a shame that Olympiagos now has to share him with <laughs> the other, the other two clubs um you know i know nottingham forest in the premier league uh, so that's probably Mm. the main reason as well um next we go to ebo ebo have money apparently president uh baldagos has stated the federation has money and has found two locations that would suit all national teams for a potential training ground he has stated uh it's in uefa's hands now to approve it let's see if it happens if if he does it fair play uh, greece have needed a training facility since we won the euros and it's amazing that we don't have one but then a lot of other bigger nations some of the bigger nations don't have one either but just because greece had that success you know not so long ago now um it, it's just disappointing that we've never been able to get to that point but then that that would be a progressive move for greek football something that is uh, happens very few and far between <laughs> In, in the world of Greek football. So good. If, if, if it happens and, and we can get a training facility for the senior team and the under-21s, under-19s, etc., amazing. And, and the women's team too, because they're doing the really well at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, and then I guess lastly, as you mentioned earlier, Alec, the um the awards for the 2022-23 season are out. Um, and so we'll just quickly go through those as well. Best Greek player was voted as uh, Fotis Ioannidis. Best goalkeeper was uh, Berto Brignoli. Best foreign player was um, Orban Pineda. Best young Greek player was Yanis uh, Konstantelias, obviously. Best manager was Mate- Matthias Almeida. Top scorer was Cedric Bakambe. Um Best uh, Greek abroad was Dasos Vigas because of his uh, score at top, being top of the scoring charts at U- uh, with Utrecht in the Eredivisie. Um, best best referee was uh, Manujos uh, uh, Vang- uh, Vangelis. Oh, no, it might be Vangelis mm. um And then the team of the season... <clears throat> uh was prignoli at goalkeeper rodine at right back gullarakis and uh, muduki um at center back with H- haji at uh, left back then ruben perez was and bineda and uh in midfield González garcia uh this slash bakambu um it up front because they both have had the same amount of votes according to to you so uh, very good very very impressive uh overall. Um if, any thoughts on the on the team of the season, as it were, Alec? Any people that you thought were a bit unlucky to miss out?
1: Um I think they've they've got it fairly spot on to to be honest. Um it, it's obviously AK heavy because they they won the double this mm. year. Um it's interesting that the same week that Brignoli gets named in the, the best eleven he also um makes a howler Mm-hmm. Um and Rodin A am I right in saying he only joined this this summer?
0: He joined um he in joined January. in well he joined he 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 I think he signed in December, but it was made official in January and he was already training with the club. But mm. you know what? I think that's fair enough. I know I know, yeah, I know he, some people having would a say, really good season. I know some people would say otherwise, you know, Vianidis um for Banathan Igos has had mm. a really good start to this season, and maybe it's just that he didn't get enough opportunities last season. I cannot remember for the life of me. But look, rodine has been very consistent throughout his time at Olympiagos and he's he's the right back we've been missing, uh, and we thought we got with Ke- Ke- Kenny Lala, but we didn't get with <laughs> Kenny Lala. Um, so yeah, I- I'm pleased with that, and and I think as you said before the recording, Fortunis may be a little bit unlucky to not get in this in this eleven Yeah, but you know that that that's the votes at the end of the day, and I I feel like maybe it's because his first half to the to last season. Well, I think was a bit, maybe a bit stop start, and then it was maybe December, January onwards that he really started to show himself a bit more, and and even more so this season. This is the best start I think he's ever had to a season with with the amount of goals and assists that he's contributed to. So mm. unfortunate.
1: And, uh, well, what would you make of of best Greek as this? Do you think there are any other candidates for that?
0: Probably Fortunis would have been one. I, I I struggle to think who else. Like, I mean, if it wasn't maybe if he was a bit older uh probably would have been up there um i'm trying to think of anyone else uh you know i, th- well, I mean- i'm
1: only saying so I, like i love you on don't get me wrong like mm-hmm. i think he's been a fantastic player and he he only seems to be getting better every single week i see him um but i i don't know about last season if if he wasn't um Exactly, first choice for Panathinaikos for for a large part of it. I th- I think sporad did start, or at least played more minutes than him last last year. Um, uh, although this year I think this is definitely uh, the 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 number nine. Um, so I I I would I just wondered if there were any other Greek players that had, had played a bit a bit more than him. Obviously, Konstantelias and kuliarakis I think maybe had a shout to be fair. Yeah. Um uh, but yeah I, I guess I'm struggling to to find anybody else who who would uh, who would fit the bill. I um I think yeah, so well deserved in the end.
0: Yeah I, and I think I think he was probably given it because yes he wasn't a starter last season but he did make score a lot of important goals for them off the bench and now this season he's really really started on fire and maybe maybe his performances in Europe and also the national team will have come into it but I overall it's supposed to be for the Super League. Um hmm. Based on on the votes, but I, I I can see why he was given it, and I'm not I'm not upset that he was given it. I think he, he was one of the potentials um for that for that award. And I, I I think maybe I think maybe also Fortunis probably didn't get it because while Olympiagos looks on paper like they were challenging for the title because they did come very close at points last year, they didn't really challenge in the end. And I think maybe that also helped didn't help. And Masuras was a bit off, and he's only started the season now, uh, looking really really good. Uh, Buska like Lackies, to be fair, had a really good kind mm. of calendar year overall. I'd say he he was probably a a potential um for, for that award too. But then I don't know if a goalkeeper would have been given that necessarily
1: yeah that's that's the problem and, and then you look at the the best greek abroad as well duvicas he had, obviously he had a great season last year it just hasn't really worked out for him at celta vigo this year um i know they're struggling at the moment but but he he's not getting many minutes unfortunately um so in in retrospect you might say that pavlidis would have been a better choice in in that regard he's he's scoring goals for for absolute fun right now he's already got i think at least 15 in all competitions just this season which is is like Erling Haaland levels of of numbers um and uh then you've got Vlachodimos that you you could have put in as well but yeah. like I'm not sure if goalkeepers would, would would get a an award like that um so so yeah interesting interesting choices but I I, I think in general they've they've gotten spot on
0: yeah and then so it's it's, it's always an interesting time to get those awards I feel like they should be at the end of the season, but they're not. No. They're 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 always kind of end of the year, which I know some football associations slash UEFA do that with, and, and also the Ballon d'Or has done that way too. So maybe that's the route they've gone with the distribution of awards. But yeah, I think that's that's everything. I think Alex. So yeah, we'll 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 just wrap up. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. We really appreciate all the support we always get from you guys. Um, keep you know keep recommending us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and recommend us to anyone who might be interested in Greek football or a different kind of football in general, because best believe this, you get the best and the worst with Greek football, Um, you know, and that's what we love. And uh, yeah, keep supporting the podcast as well. Please recommend us to anyone who wants to listen to a podcast about Greek football as well. And uh, please give us a five-star review on on uh on any podcast platform that you listen to us on because we are on everything as i've always <laughs> said and so yeah thank you alec for so much for joining me it's always a great chatting with you about greek football and uh, i guess we will we look to thursday now and the weekend uh,
1: super league games too Yeah, thursday nights thursday nights i love them steve can't wait
0: <laughs> well, it makes thursday nights worth it because friday is a much better day but there we go there <laughs> we go thank you so much mate and we'll we'll catch you uh next time